That is. I'm Charles Holmes from The Ringer Music Show. And I'm Cole Kushner from Dissect. And Charles and I are teaming up to create Last Song Standing, a new show where we determine an artist's single best song by debating our way through their entire catalog. And for our first season, we're covering Kendrick Lamar. We're talking Good Kid to Pimple Butterfly, Damn, Mr. Morale, the mixtapes, the Lucy's, and the features. Listen to Last Song Standing on the Dissect podcast feed only on Spotify. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets, download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to this golf podcast unlike any other. We are ready to recap the Open Championship, the British Open, the Claret Jug has been awarded. My friends, this is Fairway Rollin! A golf podcast on the regular podcast network. I am your starter, Joe House. My accomplice, my teammate for recapping this exciting moment in golf our beloved friend the incomparable nathan hubbard our pga tour correspondent on the ground nate dog cam smith went and grabbed a golf tournament by the balls i mean how great can a tournament really be if brian Harmon finishes t6 <laughs> I mean, well, look, we, we, this is hard for you. I mean, I want you to let it all out. You know, you can say whatever you need to say to me about how this feels. This was hard. This one has to sting worst of all in the Rory Pantheon for you. 
This has to sing worse. Worst of all, it's not Spieth going to the bottom of the lake on 12 at the Masters. It's not Rory pulling it into the cabins at the Masters. He didn't really lose it. Cam grabbed this thing by the throat, and we love to see it, but you just have to be heartbroken. It's heartbreaking. I am here to tell you, Nate Dog, I'm I'm not heartbroken. Uh, this is the way that if I'm not, I, I'm I'm sober. I'm drinking La Croix. What is this one? L- Limoncello. It's middle of the day. Um, it was not. Uh, you know, it could be ranch water time later, but it, it's too yeah, early. It's too many. Barracuda. Too yeah. many exciting things. I was literally yes, exactly. We are. It'll be ranch water barracuda time shortly. Um, there's some guys in contention there that I'm interested in. The interesting thing truly about this open championship is when we're exchanging notes last night, me, you and the pod father, and we're forecasting who's really in it. How can this go down? And it felt like with the four shot lead that Victor Hovland and uh, Rory enjoyed over the rest of the field made it feel likely that one of those two guys um, was going to go ahead and and, and win the the tournament. And there was going to be kind of a hand-to-hand combat between the two of them. And I liked very much Rory's chances under those conditions. But, you know, we countenance the possibility of somebody coming from somewhere and doing it. Now, I, after Cameron Smith's 73 on Saturday and the way that his putter disappeared. was not just a 73. It was a giant bed shit full of yes. terrible decision-making following there a 64 go. where in which, by the way, he gained six over six shots putting in the 64 on Friday. He comes back and is taking baseball swings out of pot bunkers from waist high. And he loses over a shot and a half putting. I mean, we thought he's done. It, it had that vibe, right? I mean, that was the end of the tournament kind of, yeah. of, uh, sensation that he delivered, right? Oh, he fucks up. Right. Remember at the players when he kind of almost choked it away on 18 with that weird decision, the punch out across the fairway into the water. And you're thinking, oh, and yeah, he came back with the great wedge and made the putt, but you thought, okay, maybe this is what he does. He makes bad decisions when it gets tough. But now you step back after a 64 on Sunday and you go, God, what is this guy going to do when he stops having brain farts in the middle of his round? He's going to start <laughs> kicking everybody's ass. Well, and, uh, you know, he, he immediately puts himself into, like, the most elite kind of company. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there we've seen a bunch of the, the stats that are out there. The, the You know, the last time that somebody won the players and then won the Open Championship at St. Andrews was Jack Nicklaus in 1978. You know, stuff like that. Like, the most oh, elite. Hey kind of company um but the manner in in which he did it that you know the word that you keep hearing as uh twitter and the media respond that's the kind of resilience that's championship that's level resilience that that's what we want and and like what a classy group of champions across the four majors i'm th- super thrilled about how international right like scotty mm-hmm. scheffler um pl- player of the year Justin Thomas remi- reminding us of, of his greatness and how great he's been consistently. Matthew Fitzpatrick with, you know, the breakthrough uh, experience and, and doing it at the place where, you know, he won the amateur. And then Cam Smith, who's been around the hoop all season long, 
just top-notch talent. We talked about him with both Jason Sobel and, and with Justin Ray in our in our previews. And um, you know, the 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 thing that that makes him competitive at all times, at all times, is the putter. And the fact that it it abandoned him on Saturday was so stark. And it, was, it just felt like there's no way that he's going to re- re- remain in this championship. And then something about how he slept last night clearly worked out for him because he looked fantastic today. Six one putts on his way to a 30 on the back. I mean, six one putts, five birdies in a row to lead off the back nine. It was just a hellacious charge. And the thing that strikes me about Cam Smith, this, you just listed the four major winners. First time ever you've had all four major winners under the age of 30. We talk all the time about the breadth of great young players. And these guys are going to be going at it. The list of guys you just talked about. I mean, just look at this leaderboard. Cam Young, a hoss who's here to stay. This is his fourth, he, second, or tied for second. I mean, come on. He is the here Eagle to was stay. was unbelievable. So Victor much finally, Yes, Victor finally showed us that he can do it in a major. You've been asking for this for a long time. Awesome. And then we got, we got a bunch of guys who, you know, we had a sense it wasn't going to be Willie Z's week, although, boy, he sure acquitted himself nicely uh, you know, in the end, didn't have a great day today, but he finishes T28, three under, not bad. But there's just this young crop of guys. And, and you just get the sense that at tournaments like this, it's going to be the guys who can make the putter happen when they need it. And the saddest part about Rory today was he hit every fucking green on yes. Sunday at St. Andrews. Yes. And he two putt every fucking <laughs> but cam smith cam smith is showing us that he's got those stones and he has that specific skill set that in the clutch these were not just seven six five footers he was rolling in 15 to 20 footers like they were nothing today down that stretch this guy from a clutch perspective i think he's the best putter in the world right now oh there there can't be any argument with that that performance and and what you just described in terms of the length of those putts. Like if you do the tour average thing under normal tour conditions of, you know, the, the, the length of those putts and the likelihood that they're going to go in, they were all, you know, like 10%, 12%, 15%. That's just like normal tour. Like if you're at the, uh, I don't know the, the a, a TPC, you know, generic TPC venue, those are the, the percentages and under the circumstances for him, to 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 really refine the stroke. I mean, everybody was was celebrating how brilliant and beautiful the stroke looked, and it deserved to be celebrated on Thursday and Friday. Um, and yeah. it's just the mystery of of how quickly it can disappear, which happened uh, Saturday, and then he, it, it came back in in a um, unparalleled manner. I mean, he's he's immediately in the top, you know, three of all time lowest scores at the open championship in in a final round. I mean, it's the most elite kind of company and the right thing for us to do is exactly what we're doing, which is just keep trying to put into historic context, this performance by cam, as opposed to sweating Rory. So I, I, I love Rory. I, 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 we began the week, you know, the question I asked uh, our beloved pal, Justin Ray is why is Rory McIlroy going to win this championship? And you know he he was right there. Right? The the his performance on the seventeenth 
was to me, it, it was just a, a, a stunning execution. The drive was perfect. And then he hit, you know, the, the approach on 17 was, was magical. It Beautiful. was majestic. He uh, just, just couldn't get that iron. putt to roll in. He exactly. He, he wanted it to come just a little bit, a little bit further to the hole, but he just you could see him bending it over. But then as soon as he walked up there, we had a text thread that said, "What are the odds he's going to make this putt?" And you just ah, at that point, Cam's you know Cam's come up and made sixteen footer. He's made it an eleven footer. He's made an eighteen footer, and Rory's leaving every single one an inch or two outside the hole. And it's exactly what happened there. I, I think that one was a misread. He put a pretty good stroke on it. I agree. I, I mean, I thought many of those putts on, on the back were, were good strokes. Um, he just couldn't get any, any of the ones that were really going to change the, the, the course of his round to fall. Um, and it ended up on balance looking like a conservative round. I mean, Justin Ray has this here. Camp Smith gained 3.1 strokes putting uh, in the final round, and Rory lost. He was minus 2.18 to the field, and and that you know is is in some respects I think a reflection of a deliberate strategy out of Rory. It's not that he didn't want to make birdies. It's just that that you know he was content to kind of two putt his way around and then let the birdies come on the on the natural birdie holes where you know you, you drive the green or you're very close to the green and then you can two putt uh to get your birdie um the 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 failure to uh birdie 14 hurt that that was a big deal yeah he he had to get that one in and that's when you knew he was vulnerable yes because he he didn't have a whole lot down the stretch and you start to think ahead what does it take to do on 17 you're stuck in a weird spot. You want a good putter to get through that on 18. If you got to get through the Valley of sin, you want a good putter. And both times you got Azing or trying to set this up as like, Oh, he's, he's, you know, this is severe. This is going to be brutal. And it was nothing for Cam Smith. I mean, the, 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 the putt on 17 where he used the edge of that bunker. I mean, you and I it, give that to us 10 times. We're going to put it in the bunker at least four and the other six, we're going to blade it so far off to the right that we're going to have a 45 footer coming back for him to sort of use that ramp that looked like almost like a NASCAR turn two uh, to, to get that ball up right next to the hole. I mean, it just again, I, I know he's something like 12th right now in putting in the world, at least shots gained on tour. But I mean, Brian Gay, Lucas Herbert, Brendan Tut, come on. He's the best clutch putter in the world. What you just described about his performance on 17, to me, that's the stuff of legends. And that's the, the, um, the, the, the biggest difference between Saturday and, and today and the, the criticism that we've fairly leveled against him in terms of decision making, they, the, 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 the very sound game plan to just preserve the opportunity. I, I, you know, it was his best chance to save par was to take that, that approach to make, you know, he didn't put a wedge in his hands. And one of the things that I, I wondered about strategically, we regard him as as one of the very top around the green guys in the world with good reason, because I think he's he's easily top five um, strokes gained around the green. And that's why we felt pretty strongly about him performing well this week. But what he did was putt. And he putted because that took so many other 
possibilities out of the mix. And, you, you know, the, the, the fun thing would be, you know, how many times if you give him 10 tries, could he get that up and down in, in that manner? And yet yeah. he did it under the most, you know, pressure situation. He just was up to the moment. It was that, that to me is, was, was the, the, the tournament decider when that putt on 17 fell. Uh, and I was thrilled speaking of decisions that he pulled out driver on 18 because for some weird reason, he only hit um, driver on 18 twice. He hit it on Thursday and on t uh, and today. Friday, he he had a heater going and he laid up. Me, he hit like an iron or something on Friday. He he could have shot a 63 if he had birdied 18 on Friday. And I, you know, I I was ready to pounce on that decision as one of the things that if he didn't, if he had come up short this week. Um, if Rory had held on and win, I would do you know, one of the criticisms of Cam Smith that I was prepared to make was that decision. But he executed yeah. decision wise down the stretch in an unparalleled uh, way. And and congrats to Cameron Smith. That's all we, we're going to say. Yeah. House, let me ask you, you watched a lot of this today and over the weekend. You know, there's there was a lot of lore about the course. Um did it live up to what you expected from, you know, a course like this with all the hype? I mean, because the, the, there is that wing that says, ah, St. Andrews, it's kind of a joke. It sure felt like the players loved it this week, thought it was a fair test. We saw a lot of creativity. Was there any validity to the criticism of the course that was sort of percolating through the week or not? Well, it's funny. Everybody except for Matthew Fitzpatrick, who was the most pronounced in his criticism of, you know, the, some of the pins. And also he, you know, complained a little bit, Fitzpatrick did, about hitting good shots and not being rewarded, hitting good shots and and catching bad bounces out of those uh, shots. And and look, we haven't we haven't mentioned his name yet. Um, Tiger Woods had one of those. He had it on the very first <laughs> swing of, of the golf tournament yeah. where he hit yeah. on, on the very first tee into a divot. And, you know, it was a divot that, was that he tried to explode out of and it went into the burn. And that was the end of Tiger Woods uh, performance. Well, let's talk about that moment. Let's sure. talk about that moment, though. Tell, tell me what you were feeling as you watched Max and Fitzpatrick sort of step back and let Tiger take the bridge from the from the not breaking stride on the bridge to the tears that flowed immediately after what is your takeaway uh, on Tiger Woods from this week he's going to try his hardest to com continue to compete in major tournaments i i firmly believe that i don't think that anything that happened so am this I. week i know it was an enormous disappointment for him why are you so so convinced no, I'm saying that I'm going to try hard to play in major <laughs> tournaments. But that fucking doesn't mean you, anything. Hey, you don't have any status, bro. You're like these live guys. You don't got no status. You can't play in the majors because you don't got A status. A couple of these You're are like open. like the 50 foes. The, well, he, these things he, are what? open. He, the point is... Tiger don't need to qualify. I think he's got you know, some exemptions. is not enough. I, this man is in pain why is he doing this to himself? I mean, I love that he's embraced 
the the sort of gentleman great scholar of the game sort of you know he's sort of the, the all those pictures of him and Jack this week told you everything that you needed to know the elder statesman but house is he going to do this for a lot longer i mean i know he wasn't going to retire yeah. It's such a funny question. You said, why is he going to do this to himself? Nate, he, that we're describing himself. Yes. It's what he does. Who is he if not? That is him himself. His but id, his tears, person. The tears and the acknowledgement that he may not be able to do this when it's back here in just five years. Just five years. I mean, Tom Watson almost won a fucking British Open at 58. So, like... I, well, there, is, there's no, we, we can't make any broad, we can't reach any conclusions or make any broad generalizations around what the next five years are going to contain for Tiger Woods. Think about the previous five years uh, and what they contain for Tiger Woods. He but won the Masters, this, by the way, uh, in the last five years. This was as conciliatory as he has been towards like the inevitability of what lies ahead of him. And I, I thought those tears were as much... I'm sure he had thoughts of his father. I'm sure he had thoughts of the suffering that he's gone through to get there. But there just was something about him not fully being resigned, but acknowledging that this may be it, that there just is this downturn. Everyone's like, well, okay, but if he just gets a little more time and he finally gets himself back to being healthy, maybe, but he's going to be 50 plus years old. And I just think we're there right now. And Tiger knows it. And Tiger in the best way possible is letting everybody down easy right now. I mean, he's basically DFL this week. I um, first want to commend. You refuse I, to. You refuse to well, accept this. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. It's not that I refuse to accept. I'm just not prepared to draw any conclusions yet. I want to commend. I can't remember who the journalist was, um, but one of the stories that popped up this morning that I read indicated that um, the tears for Tiger came at the moment it was just one of these miraculous moments and, and part of why it felt like rory's destiny this week was was to the win this tip. championship he gave a hat tip because he was standing on the tee as tiger came up 18 yeah. at that particular time like it didn't have to go down that way there's nothing about uh you know that the, the timing of tiger's round that was gonna have the, the perfect moment for rory to be standing there in a position to give him a hat tip and the indication is that Tiger's tears came from observing his lifelong friend, one of his, you know, but b- blood brothers uh, in the golf community, Rory McIlroy, giving him that that hat tip, and that that's that was one of the things that 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 caused you know Tiger to to, to have an emotional moment, and then all of us to to have an emotional moment because it's you know a a, a confrontation with our own mortality, and it's Tiger's you know recognizing his own golf. Mortality and all of that is is fine. He keeps trying to tell us, Nate, how hard it has been yes. for him physically. And just, you know, he, he's saying in the press conferences, you you have no idea what I have to go through just right. to be able to walk these these 18 holes. Yes. And Faldo's little story on Friday about how talking to Tiger when he said, how was this compared to the U.S. Open when he had the broken leg? And Tiger was like, not even close. This is way worse. Yeah. So he, he's in worse pain than he's ever been in his life. And you're right. He's trying to tell us. But then you and I are creating fucking prop bets for him to make the cut because he's going to make the cut for sure. We just we keep breathing this air of hope into 
what is now a shell of the hero that we all love and admire. And I just hope we can let him ride off gracefully into the sunset the way that we did Jack, because it just looks like this is so, we just can't expect this on an old man and he's getting to be an old man. It hurts too much. Well, and, and he, he'll tell us, he'll let us know. He, he was pretty resolute that this was not, you know, a, a, a retirement moment for him. Um, but, you know, I, I the, the thing that would cause him to stop playing is the inability to, to physically do it. I don't think that we made a miscalculation um, being bullish about the likelihood of, of him making the cut. You know, he has demonstrated a, a spiritual relationship both with um, the Open Championship writ large, but also particularly with St. Andrews, um, the performance that that the performances plural that he's he's had there. So I don't regret. And he he himself had circled this as a goal of his to perform well at this golf tournament. Since when are we ever, you know, going to start like doubting Tiger when Tiger says I had this, you know, circled that this was going to be an important moment. Then I take him at his word. And yeah. all we have is, you know, 25, 30 years worth of performances to uh, confirm, to validate the idea that if he's, you know, committed, he's got his mind in the right place that he'll be able to execute. So this yeah. was an aberration from, you know, the, the, the legend that he's wrought and that's fine. That's fine. You know, we, we, you don't win every bet. Um, we, we lost in spectacular fashion. The curious thing, honestly, with, with tiger was not his T to green game. It was his putting. He was extraordinarily awful at putting. And I, I mean, I don't know if you have the right down to 18. Yeah, exactly. He had a, you know, the, the most makeable birdie putt on 18, the correct way to kind of end the championship and, and, you know, it, it hit the hole and, and, and didn't go down. It bounced out. Um, and that was the experience. Yeah. I mean, look, he, yeah he, he lost, he lost 1.7 strokes on, on putting. It, it was, it was not, it was not great. His, his approach game was equally bad and he just, it, it just wasn't there. And that's fine because fine. you know what? He's still carrying himself with the grace and the stature that you want a leader of the game to do. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. 
costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. In other news, did Phil Mickelson play this event? (laughs) <laughs> did Brooks Kepka play this event? I mean, so there did, was what happened t- today. Not, n- nothing happened because you know I I, I can't recall. I mean, Phil Mickelson doesn't play competitive professional golf any longer. I don't know what more evidence we need. We will forever have um, in the in the annals of golf history what he accomplished at Kiowa, and since then what he has done has been nothing that resembles a competitive, a, a, a professional golfer with an intention of, of competing in a, in a meaningful way. And speaking of, you know, that's fine. He can make his choices and, and go live his life. And, and, and all of that is fine. He's just out of our golf consciousness. There's no reason to yeah. talk about him. He doesn't do anything on the golf course that's worth discussing or that that's of, of any interest. Brooks Kepka is more, compelling because we had a pod who is who who do we have on recently where we ran through you know Bryson and Brooks and um I can't remember who yeah, we else did this we were. with Sobel as yeah. we talked about like who who did we think were going to be the live players to do to do the best I mean I think we did that maybe with Sobel maybe Justin Ray but well, even pre preceding that, we we've had an opportunity to sort of reflect largely on maybe it was with um uh, Kyle Porter, who he ran, went through a list of names and said, who, who right. was going to get to five majors first. And I, right. I, I, my view, I don't think Bryson DeChambeau or Brooks Kepka win another major. I mean, I'll just Do you, repeat even myself. after what you saw from Bryson, Bryson's T8 buddy. So that was awesome. And we talked about why. It would be, he might be you know, able to do that. why yes. it made sense. Yes. And, you know, yeah. in, in some respects, if this translates into a breakthrough for him in terms of being able to take on these golf courses that are that require artistry, that require, you know, strategic thinking, not computations, not um, algorithms, but instead, you know, yeah. some feels that would be that would be interesting and fascinating. He remains to me and very interesting guy. Um, but, you know, the, the setting created for him the ability to hit the ball as far down and everybody had this like how far do you want to hit the ball and then what are you comfortable with as you um you know approach the greens and he he succeeded so good for him but i i I continue to you know feel reasonably confident um that there are not a ton of of additional majors in his future and i'm i don't have any issue at all writing off kepka no issue whatsoever there's just no nothing at nothing 
left? Like, is he going to be a new person in terms of, of his physical stature, in terms of his own ability to get around the golf course? He hasn't been um, serious for, for, you know, since, well, yes, since last year, since he got an Instagram account the, there there's, and there's nothing about the live format that seems like it's going to push these guys to really work hard and get better. I want to make one correction because the data golf uh, event stat data is screwed up. It, Tiger lost over three, almost four shots putting just in the first round alone. So yeah, th- right. Th- he, 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 he was, he was that bad. The, the other, the other thing we do need to point to, and there was a weird thing happening on the telecast today where people were getting pretty, hot about DJ being excluded from the telecast for a while. Dustin Johnson looked pretty good out there this entire week. And uh, certainly rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated at this point. Well, he has top 10 finishes in both the masters and, and this championship. Um, He wasn't particularly, um, you know, excellent at either the PGA championship or, or the U S open. But top yeah. tens in, in majors is good. Uh, he certainly has a track record that that suggests um, an ability to stick around. If he so, we know with him, um, just as the kind of athlete that he is, that he can stay competitive as long as he sort of has his head in it. Um, and yeah. and the the funny thing is, you know, of of the live guys, um, he beat Bryson by a stroke, but he he finished tied for sixth, and Bryson finished tied for eighth. Um, and, and you know that, that those are good performances. Those are the two best players on that tour, right? I mean, it's not really yeah. a, a stretch. No a- answer was T eleven, and I'm not sure anybody else mattered. But yes, look, DJ. I don't think he was going to win this tournament. There was a moment on Friday where you thought, well, maybe he got himself to nine, and it looked like maybe it could go that way, and then. Cam Smith and Rory just played too well. So it's, it sort of felt like he was a false uh, chaser for mo- most of the tournament. But listen, yeah. a great week for them. I, I, I got to just come back on Cam Young be, because I think, not that anybody gives a shit about Rookie of the Year, but this is the Rookie of the Year. I mean, this is his fourth second. He's now got six top tens. Uh, we just didn't see it coming because he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He missed the cut at the Genesis Scottish Open. And he was T60 at the Memorial. We just sort of forgot that in the three tournaments before that, he finished T3 yeah. at the PGA, T2 at the Wells Fargo, and T3 at the RBC Heritage. I mean, I don't know what he did uh, in, in June, but he certainly came out uh, of, of the Scottish last week and played just incredible golf. And that, that, that drive and putt on 18, I just think we're going to see. He's, one of, he's that guy, and, and we're going to be seeing this kid for a long time to come. He is now, I think, I mean, he's got to go out and grab a tournament, but he sure feels like another one of those guys in his mid twenties, who's going to be competing for the top of the rankings for years to come. I mean, Wake Forest, just throwing these guys off. You basically could have said everything you just said and just replaced Cam Young with Will Zalatoris, and it would have all made sense. And It's still yeah. all fine. The only thing that happened with Zalatoris is it seems to me, and I have no you know, re- reason to, he just doesn't seem like he has a ton of experience links wise. It looks like he's kind of, but still, t- you know, f- tied for, for 28th um, and, and managed to yeah. get himself ar- around perfectly fine. Once again, it's just the putter that's in his way. Even, even though I think you're right, he didn't seem like he was super comfortable in the format, but I mean, you know, <laughs> Do you, he lost, so- he lost two and a half strokes today. 
putting and he still shot three under. Couple guys, um, I want to ask you about do you do so this is by far Victor Hovland's single best performance in a major. Yes. Um, he's finally got that major top five. Do you is the glass half full or got glass half empty for you with, as it relates to Victor? Uh, it's ha- it's half full because he needed reps in the stretch like this. I think we should have been more thoughtful about the the nuance of short game requirements around this course, which is to say he actually didn't need the wedge as much. And uh, he was able to play a lot of shots with the flat stick that we normally see him using a wedge and frankly fucking up. Although he had a nice wedge down the stretch um, that I thought was, was uh, emblematic of some of the work that he's done. I, I still think for Victor, this course hid his weakness uh, yes. and he didn't it's really Sobel, have to bring it all, out. All credit to Sobel for calling out that, that this could be the opportunity for him. I, I didn't mean to talk over you, but you're, you're, no, absolutely you're right. right. No, you're right. So I think it's half full because he needed the reps. There was no chance he was going to go head to head with Rory with the crowd like that and play great. You know, he, he was mediocre today. He'll think about it. And next time he's going to be stronger in that situation. The only thing that's in the way of this guy winning a major is his wedge game. And if he solves that in what is now going to be a fairly uh, sparsely played fall from here after we get through the FedEx, if this guy can figure out that club and he really will be able to put some work in on it, uh, the, the sky's the limit. He, as you know, you just got to get the reps, and and it's why this was such a big day for Cam Young. It's why it's such a big day for Vic Hoblin. One other guy I want to ask you about: very quiet top ten for Patrick Cantlay. Oh, for Patrick Cantlay. <laughs> glass half full, glass half empty. Uh, I think it's still half empty because it was quiet. Okay, there just there just wasn't a time in this championship where you felt like Cantlay was going to come take it. And as you know, I was a lot higher on Patrick coming out of the FedEx cup last year. Cause I felt like he really went head to head with Bryson and in a, in a fairly raucous environment and, and won those duels. But you have been saying to me all the time, you got to show it to me. You got to show it to me. I, you tell me, was this showing it to you? Not really. Um, I, we, we, ne- we never saw him in serious contention. I, it is his second best performance in a, in a major. He had a, he was tied for third, in the 2019 PGA Championship, but uh, otherwise, not not very many top tens no. in in majors. He's not uh, Victor Hovland. Yeah, he doesn't need the reps. He's been in this enough. Yeah, he's got to be the chaser coming down the stretch, shooting the eight under, seven under, which he's fully capable of to go take it. And he wasn't really in position. He started the day at eight under, so he wasn't going to be able to do that. So I, I just, I, you know, Spieth shot four under today too. I, I don't think much of that round either because they, they just neither of them were really in it. Nor was Bryson with a six under. They kind of could just pl- play freely, have a nice walk at the old course, and hope that they work their way in to get a nice check and and you know be able to say they finished top ten. Th- this was a race between Rory, between Cam Young, between Cam Smith and Victor. Cam Smith is the one who stepped up and grabbed it. Cam Smith is the one that stepped up and grabbed it. Well, Nate, speaking of stepping up and and grabbing it, uh, we're going to go ahead here on Fairway Rolling. We, there's no reason not to keep rolling along. There's enough exciting stuff going on in the world of golf. We're going to have a show this week, kind of a bonus episode. We usually take a week off in between, uh, you know, after after majors. But um, we're lucky in enough. celebration we a- of the 
uh, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Affleck wedding that's apparently just happened house. The what? (laughs) What are you talking about? Ben Affleck and Jen Affleck. They're married. Her name's Jennifer Affleck. Did they, did Ludacris sing at that one too? Like with with Brooks and (laughs) is, is Ben Affleck joining the live tours out? I mean, probably I'm sure they'd sign him. I'm, I'm well. We saw the Charles Barkley stuff this week, uh, but that we'll save that for another episode. We are, however, going to have another episode this week. We have a very special guest coming on who um, we're going to connect. He's he's physically in the UK and was there for the entirety of the Open Championship. I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to let it you know come out when the episode drops. And I think we're going to connect with our beloved, long lost pal. Megan Schuster, um, she and the team had a, a, an article up for this week's Open Championship. It's been too long since we talked to, to Schuster. So why don't we reconnect? The tour moves to Minnesota, the TPC, Minneapolis, whatever it is, uh, you know, Tri-City, you know, Bi-City. I, I'm going to mess open, it. baby. Yes, that, that's where we are. Um, lots of exciting things to look forward to. With that, but another episode of Fairway Rolling coming this week for all the birdie buddies out there. Nate Dog, thank you very much. Appreciate it. It was a great open championship, one for the ages. It was a great major season. Unbelievable. Can't wait for the President's Cup coming up. We have FedEx Cup playoffs staring us in the face. I know you really uh, are beside yourself with excitement for that. But look, everybody out there, thank you for coming along. Um, Lots of golf still to be played this summer. It's still light out very late into the evening. Check out Fairway Rolling this week coming up a little afterglow of the Open Championship plus a little preview of the 3M. In the meantime, please, let's hit them straight out there.